0: Amen, you can have a seat. Happy Friday, a week before fall break. Come on, you're going to make it. Way to go. Hey, one quick announcement, if you're doing nothing but you should be, at three o'clock on Saturday, the poll is happening. Even here and out here. Glad to have you guys here. Hey, we're in a series right now, uh, because guess what, October 1 is coming, five days away, there's October rule. So we're doing a little series for you guests on dating. Uh, So this week in chapel, we've had different members of our campus ministry team with their spouses, and we've been asking them the same five questions in regards to dating and relationships. So our guests today are Trigvy Johnson and his wife, Kristen, would you welcome them today? Love it. Can't wait for this one. Can't wait. Whoa, oh, nice. Hey. Wow. Tell us a little about that, Kristen. Where's that, where's that scene?
1: That is our wedding. Nice. And... With our very closest friends who continue to be very dear and supportive friends in marriage and family.
0: Awesome. Where was the wedding ring, Where was it? Where was it? Uh, yeah.
2: Washington, D.C. Great.
0: Yes. That's oh. Ask where, Kristen that's where I'm if she from. can remember the day. Whoa. Is this a test? Yeah. When, when, when was do the have day? I a
1: little trouble remembering the date, but <laughs> okay. I'm fairly sure it was August 2nd, 2003. That's right. Good
0: Way job. to go. Wow. All right. Yeah. Wow, that's a good yeah. intro. Let's <laughs> yes. get into it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, how the two of you meet that get to the wedding day, so how did it meet?
2: between the time we met, between the time we got married, wasn't a super long time. I was 29 years old. I had just moved to St. Andrews, Scotland to start a PhD program uh, in the Institute for Theology, Imagination, and the Arts. And I had just arrived in Scotland. It was a Sunday. I was walking down the street. I ran into somebody saying, hey, is there a church I could go to? I just, I didn't know where to go. So he said, oh, I'm going to go to this church, St. Andrews, St. Andrews. Um, uh, so I found myself there, and I was worshiping, and I saw the person who I had run into giving me directions, and that person was sitting next to this really beautiful young woman. Um, it just caught my eye, but, but I kept worshiping.
0: <laughs>
2: um, I went to the table. After the service, I went outside. I sat on a a park bench and a group of students from uh, the graduate school I was in came out and this young woman who caught my eye was with this group of people. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And they said, hey, we're gonna go out to brunch. Would you like to go? And I'm like, absolutely, I would like to go. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, we went out to brunch, and there was probably a group of like 15 or 20 people, and we were, kind of took over this big, long table, and I somehow found myself next to this young woman. Um, but it was one of those kind of the situations where there was like two different conversations going on, one side here, one side there, and I was trying to engage this side, um, because that's where this young woman, Kristen, was was focused. Finally, we got, we, you know, in between conversations, I would ask a question and there was clearly, clearly like significant overlap of interest, of, of things that were common. You felt the vibe felt, right I felt, away, I,
0: felt, it's right. Whether, I don't know if it's vibe, whether, I felt whether something. Kristen felt it or yeah. you felt the vibe. So I'm like,
2: yeah. this is, there's something, there, I gotta follow up on this. Um, there, there's something going on. And I, uh, yeah, it was a really good day um I, I went back to my dorm and the person in the uh in the picture keith and becky starkenberg um i re- went back to my dorm and wrote him and i said i, I just had lunch and I, I think i met the woman i'm gonna marry um she kristen did not have that experience
0: <laughs> okay kristen so what experience did you have what do you remember well, that i
1: do remember it the backstory is that I went to undergrad, then I worked for a while. A chunk of my friends got married right out of college. Right. Not as many as it seemed at the time, but at the time it sort of felt like that's when you're supposed to meet someone. And then some of us kind of went on to pursue God's callings in our lives and discern next steps, and I sensed this calling to go to graduate school in St. Andrews, Scotland, which is a tiny town on the coast of Scotland. And I did have people say, you know, if you think marriage is part of your calling, is that the wisest place to go? And so I wrestled with that, and I thought, my community overall said you're supposed to go. So I went. But this was my third year there, and it's just a tiny town. Most everyone is either an undergrad or a married couple. I mean, Prince William was there, but I didn't get in there. So um, (laughs) I thought, I really just didn't expect by then to meet anyone. So we did have areas of overlap, but I had come back from D.C. for the summer, and I just was kind of, I'm here to study, I'm here to get done. So I recognized the overlap, but I really wasn't engaging it at that moment.
0: Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so fill in the story. But we only trig. Yeah, we we so, only have 6 right. more minutes. We're bad so, on let's time. Uh, we got a we got. Well,
2: this this goes to the second question. What's yeah. unique about? Uh, trig, I'm asking the oh, question.
0: Sorry, man. So, uh, <laughs> Trig, what's unique about this dating experience than your past? <laughs>
2: yeah. So, I mean, part of what happened next was me trying to figure out how could we um, figure out how to connect on these overlaps. A couple of weeks later, I uh, found a way to like schedule us to go for a walk, and I was really nervous. I had been engaged once, and that engagement didn't work out, so my heart was pretty guarded. And I was really, there was something going on, I was really interested, but I was also really afraid uh, of giving my heart to someone, and uh, just not knowing what to do. So I was so nervous. So I went to North Point Cafe, and I wrote out a uh, hundred questions, I like, took off little pieces of paper, and I put it in this bag, I keep this bag, and this was my bag of questions, just so like when we're going for the walk, uh, I wouldn't run out of things to talk about or to say. Um, so when you're kinda awkward, sometimes you do things like this. Um, but what was unique is that we went for this walk up in the countryside of uh, St. Andrews, and I never needed the bag. the the conversation just flowed. Hmm. And the things that we were, it was, was, um, I found a conversation partner for my life. And we've really been walking every day since then. Hmm. Um, That started uh, our romance, but it also started a life together. And one of the things that was unique when I met Kristen, um, with the different than maybe other women I had uh, been around, is Kristen felt like home to me and what I mean by that is when you're thinking about dating that could lead to a marriage, like the, you can get these highs, you can get these lows, but you live at home. And one of the things that struck me about the quality of the conversations that we had is that this, is, this was somebody I could walk my life with and keep talking to. Hmm. Uh, I could go home with and, and continue the conversation. And that was, That's that nice. was unique.
0: Kristen, how about for you? What what was unique about Trig versus maybe some Mm -hmm. past relationships? Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: I
1: mean, all that resonates very deeply. I think one of my areas of struggle had been, um, well, I I dated, but I could never get past two months. I just by that point be like, this isn't going anywhere, and I couldn't quite stay in. Um, And in this case, it just it just flowed. There was no, and I did a lot of second guessing. in general decision making is hard it's kind of a perfectionist trait Um, and i had a lot of people saying i think you're just being too picky and your standards are too high my parents were especially they were not very active in their faith so they didn't really understand why marrying a christian was really essential so they would kind of push me and i would say you know this is just really i'm not going to compromise on that one so it just it was qualitatively different in that there wasn't the second guessing there wasn't you know, it just it, we, we started talking and we stayed talking, and every step of the way, there was affirmation, hmm. and especially from our community, which was really important to us as well, to know that they also saw this and supported yeah. that was really helpful for that discernment.
0: That's good, so Kristen, I'm picking up, you know, you talked about faith being an essential element. Talk about that, how did faith get played out then in your relationship, as you started to take, get past the two month mark, you know, how did, how did that continue? <laughs>
1: Well, one of the things as I was reflecting on this and thinking about where you all, that there are some similarities. When we were in another country, kind of removed in grad school with kind of fluid schedules, and there's a lot of freedom that comes with that time period. And Paul says in his writings, you know, Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. What are you going to do with the freedom that you have in Christ? Mm. And we had to wrestle with that a lot because we had freedom within our schedules and we had freedom within sort of, you know, things like physical intimacy. There were, there were not people watching. So how do you how what does faithfulness look like and how do you be faithful and i mean i grew up in the dc area but i think wherever you are i mean my friends were sleeping around starting in junior high all the way through i was definitely the exception rooted in my christian convictions uh... so how do you make sure that you're using that responsibility and that freedom kind of in christ keeping each other accountable having bringing people in to support you um, that was one area where our faith especially informed how we made our decisions and kind of what trying to wrestle with what faithfulness looked like.
2: Nice. And I think part of our faith, too, was a, a deep sense of respect for each other's callings. And so we, when we met, part of our romance was also a part of a partnership, of a vision of a life together. And how do we serve God? What does that look like? And we both felt like marriage didn't have to happen for either one of us to do that. But we also knew that marriage could be a, a way which we could mutually support each other's callings. And so, um, you know, Kristen's mind and her gifts, how would I, as her husband, support that? And uh, for, you know, for her with, with me, and so part of our faith commitment was also trying to really recognize how God had called the other person yeah. and commission that.
0: That's awesome. Wow, time runs fast. So, last question. Yeah. Uh, what, what piece of counsel or advice do you wish someone would have gave to the two of you when you were dating?
1: Well, one piece that was really powerful for me to uncover in our relationship was actually connected to my faith journey as well. So I was, um, as I mentioned, I was sort of a perfectionist and a high achiever. And even though I believed I was saved by grace, I kind of lived as if I had a God needed me to offer a lot back. So I put a lot of emphasis on prayer and Bible study, and I mean good things, and my studies, and trying to honor my callings, which were all good. But I was in this season of learning, as I entered more into this PhD in theology, that God loves us just as we are. We're already beloved. We are, you know, Paul says, you are beloved in Christ. You can't add anything to that. So trying to really embrace that is difficult for me. and I. Th- think for many. Um, And then in our dating relationship, pretty early on, we had a conversation and Trig said, oh, I see a lot of red flags in you. And I was (laughs) devastated. And I went home and I really.
0: That's good advice not to do. (laughs) that's that's not the (laughs) (laughs) punchline.
1: I really thought that means that's the end of the relationship. You know, he's seen some of my issues. It's over. But that's not at all what it meant. And it was this powerful bringing together of kind of glimpsing God's love through human love, that we need to be who we really are. Uh. And that merit, dating and marriage yeah. <laughs> are a way that God sanctifies us, that God draws us closer and we say, we're beloved, you're going to be at your worst with this person. So you don't need to pretend right. to be anything that you're not. Because it's going to come apart anyway. So in my defense,
2: <laughs> um, when I said that, oh, you've got some red flag. Like, here's the, here's the truth. We all have red flags. Amen. There's no I wasn't saying, hey, this is a deal breaker. I was just saying, hey, there's some there's some things we gotta like name and we gotta like we're different. And being different is okay in a relationship. You don't have to be everything to each other. You are gonna date somebody with red flags. Because you have red flags too. And the point isn't that you gotta figure out, you know, what those deal breakers are for you in your dating relationship, but don't don't worry so much about finding the right person. Worry about being the right person. And those red flags, um, uh, God's grace covers that. And for us, it w- it's important as you, as, as the, our relationship matured, um, we were able to start in such a way w- where we could know each other, really know each other. Mm. And that that launched into something uh, really beautiful in a life together, in a family. Um, and I, I pray for all of you that you'll experience the joy of uh, knowing somebody's red flags and being able to overcome that in mm-hmm. God's grace, and there for you as well.
0: Tree, that line right there don't, don't be as concerned about finding the right person as being the right person. That's a great line to end on today. Go in peace.